The following audio is intended for mature audiences and contains adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, and strong sexual content. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to Fedora, everyone. My name is Tony. I am going to be your DM for this evening. I am not here with my three regular players. In fact, I am here with some wonderful, wonderful people that I have had the absolute pleasure of being able to play D&D with. And I would like for these three people to go in and introduce themselves right quick and talk about what they do as far as their podcast is concerned. <clears throat> Fuck you, Jacob. Uh, hi, my name's Alex. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a great know. start. Fuck you, Jacob. Let's yeah, go. He said <laughs> Alex first in the chat. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's a beautiful start, though, because like so, that's usually how my players do it anyway. So. My name's Alex. Hi. Um, for So me and my friends, I'll let them introduce themselves before I get further into what we do. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> a quick apology to the editors. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. why I said Alex first. I that was gonna happen. Well. God forbid. I'll, uh, go, I'll go next. Um, hi, uh, my name is Jacob. I was also part of the Critical Chaos crew. I don't think anybody said Critical Chaos yet. <laughs> yeah, no. we're, yeah, we're from... We're from Critical Chaos. Uh, we're our own D&D podcast. We stream on Twitch every Thursdays. Hello, everybody. I am Moth. I play Fenric in the current campaign over at Critical Chaos. So with them getting their actual selves out of the way, uh, take a few moments to uh, kind of introduce your characters a little bit and tell us about why you went with what you did before we get started. Oh, shit, me. I was hearing celery, sorry. I thought I was going to mute. I don't want to create an ASMR up in this bitch. Okay. <laughs> so, um, character-wise, well, I created my character based on certain classifications that um, our wonderful DM needed in order to achieve what he wanted out of this session. So I created... Do you want me to go like race in class or... Just kind of give like a brief description of like just race and the class and why you chose that class specifically to fit right. that character. So I'm playing, I'm just going to say the name. I'm playing Clove. Uh, she is a female mouse folk um, bard. And I don't know. I think <clears throat> I just, I kind of chose bard cause I was like, well, you know, cause I kind of knew what um, Jacob was going to go with. And I was like, well, then we probably will need a caster and we're going to need someone who can cast some sort of healing spells and also do damage dealing spells. So, you know, it's a nice little in between. Smart move. Very smart move. And uh, yeah, that is why I am doing what I'm doing. All right, Jacob, your turn, buddy. <laughs> All right. So uh, my character is a uh, male panda folk. <clears throat> Um, What's uh, name? His name is Tomo, T O M O, uh, and I chose it partly. So I, yeah, so I said he's a. What I say was 
A panda folk? Panda folk. Class. I'm so sorry. I didn't say his class. So yeah, so he's a male panda folk, and he is fuck. What did I say? He's a monk. Yeah, monk. I'm so sorry. Um, and I chose that mainly because once I heard the option of panda, my first thought was kung fu panda. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to. I I can't just name him Poe. So I just looked up a different name. But he's essentially he's essentially Poe from Kung Fu. <laughs> awesome. It's the best. All right. Last but not least. Hello. Tonight I will be playing the Squirrel Folk Artificer, Vermin. Love that. Vermin. Shut up, Jacob. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda headass. Asking a question. <laughs> I can't make order in this fucking thing. I can't make suggestions. I'm just no, shot down. No. All right. So we have the mouse folk, we have a panda, and we have a squirrel folk. And I'm now going to read to you basically the layout as to where you guys are currently located at and what's going on. So give me a brief little moment to explain this, and uh, then I'll get whatever you guys want to do from there on. The three of you arrive in the twin city of Latath and Lesery, the city of machines. Floating hundreds of feet in the air at the center of the, the valley is a large island of rock, with the city sitting in the very center of this uh, ginormous floating rock. Enormous chimneys, chimney engines extend from the bottom of this island, burning with fitful deep red fires that appear to keep the island aloft. A series of odd structures rise from the rock, appearing almost like metallic crystals. Below the main city, under the floating rock, is the base city, where most of the merchants and guilds stay, known as Latath. Lesri is the home of the scientists who work tirelessly on new inventions and gadgets on a daily basis. These machines combine technology and magic in a whole new way that has never been seen before. Inventions such as DiFi, airships, everlasting sending stones, and many other such gadgets are, have been brought into this world from that city. The three of you arrive into the city of Latath, and you come across a building with a sign above it that says Kovacs Tranquil Inn. The inn is painted a light, pleasant green color. Various plants grow along the sides of the inn, and colorful flowers line the walkway. The door is wide open, and the sounds of whistling occasionally interrupted by a soft voice come from the inside. As you stand in the doorway, you find the source of the whistling. A thin and sharply dressed dark elf man, balding pate uh, corralled by curly gray hair, moves about the lobby, whistling and murmuring to himself. He's in the middle of stacking a set of books on a coffee table when he takes a moment to take a single finger and push his sliding spectacles back up to his nose. That's when he notices you. His, his whistling stops abruptly, and he quickly finishes his stacking. Oh, do come in. Do, please, come in, come in. The lobby is elegant and tidy. Three very comfortable-looking chairs surround the coffee table in addition to the books, a steaming kettle, and several sleek porcelain cups sit on these tables. The aroma of tea brings and invites you all in to indulge in. Shelves stocked with decadence and bottles of all shapes, colors, and sizes line the lobby walls. The dark elf comes around the desk, picks up a quill, dabs it in a 
a bottle of ink, opens his customer ledger. He looks up to the three of you over the top of his spectacles, quill at the ready, and says, Good day. I'm Kovac. Would you prefer a room or herbal and remedy? What would you like to do? Are we all in like a group together? You, yeah, all three of you are in a group together. You, The three of you have been traveling for weeks and uh, two of you specifically are traveling to make sure that uh, one very specific party member, uh, a mouse folk in particular, stays and behaves herself. Hmm. For the worst. <laughs> you know, shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, could do, I could do a room. Uh, I don't know about y'all. I'm, I'm tired. Yep. Oh, man. It'll... <laughs> It sounds good to me. Hi, that's that's all right. Oh, y'all have character voices. <laughs> uh, I just kind uh, of look between the two of them, and I just kind of not along. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming that the three of you will go up to the front desk and kind of sit in the little uh, booths that he has, kind of like you would see like in a tavern, just mm -hmm. so that he can get your names and everything down. Mm -hmm. um, you come up to there and uh, you see his ledger. He's got it perfectly aligned. It's almost like he's got uh, some form of like OCD, like, you know, everything's perfectly aligned and everything's in its exact places as you go up to the counter. Uh, but you also see something else that's very particular. You see what looks to be like what you could possibly describe as a wizard's book. Like a spell that catches, book. It's like a spell book. It catches your eye. Uh, on top of this book, however, there is something that catches your eye even more. It's a white flower. I try to grab it. You try to grab it? Yeah. Uh, make a sleight of hand check. Hey, first roll of the session, y'all. Okay, it's not bad, not bad. You know, it would have been not bad. <laughs> what did you? I roll the natural one. Nat one. I want to say that if I was not trying to do it stealthily. I was just trying to grab it. <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, when a kid sees something at like a counter at a store and they're just like, oh, I need it. And they start grabbing at it. I'm going to allow either uh, Jacob or Moth have a quick reaction to this uh, child reaching for this flower that does not belong to her. Uh, I'm going to try I'm going to try and reach out and like grab her. No. <laughs> Stop it. Which dice should I use? Black. What would I be rolling for it, actually? I'm going to say that you can roll either a strength check or you can roll, I would say, acrobatics. Excellent. That's a 15. 15? Okay. So you easily, like, with your, even your passive perception, you notice exactly what she's going for, and you're just like, no, child, no. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> uh, Kovac looks up at the three of you and is like, is she going to be okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, so terribly sorry about Clove here. Uh, yeah, she'll, she, she's all right. She's just a bit... Uh, Touchy feely. 
grabby, all that. It's all good. So you see that where he does that thing where um, anybody who wears like those weird, awkward shaped spectacles, he pushes his spectacles back up and he does that sound where it's like that tisk sound. <laughs> like, you know, he's kind of, an, uh, kind of annoyed at this child, but he's not going to be rude about it or anything. So what you're saying is he hates kids. Well, it's not that he hates kids. It's more like he's, he's, he's more of annoyed that the child just up and tried to grab something without asking permission for it, you know? So, but he does that thing where he pushes his glasses up and does that tisk sound. And he goes back to writing your names down and uh, getting his ledger filled out it, in perfect script, I might add. He, uh, but you also notice that he's kind of mumbling to himself. And I would actually like the three of you to roll perception checks to see if you can hear what he's mumbling to himself about. Let's do this one sec. Perception. Excellent. Okay. Ah, uh, what did I roll? Sixteen. Okay. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh. <laughs> Six. Six. Well, she's, already lost, she's already lost focus on whatever's been going on. <laughs> okay, so uh, two of you do hear what he has to say, but our little tiny mouse folk, on the other hand, is kind of too busy squirming in the hands of uh, Mr. Poe over here, the punk kung fu panda. (laughs) You do want to bite him? Yes. Don't don't bite Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Please make an attack. And I'm going to say this is unarmed damage, so if you... Have fun hitting me. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. I <laughs> okay. Hands. What did you think was going to happen? All right. So this it's will cons- be. No this will be. Strength cl- mod is not anything. Okay. Perfect. So you do manage to bite him, and he, it doesn't really hurt you. It's more of like a mosquito trying to bite you. It's, it's kind of like annoying. <laughs> it's one of those situations. Okay. Uh, but you do hear what the man is mumbling to himself, and you hear him kind of saying about how that he's kind of annoyed that that's his only flower that he owns, and that the party that he had sent out to go search for more of these flowers uh, have not returned. Hmm. What do you like to do? I don't know. I'm not paying attention to that. I'm just talking shit. No, about you are not. <laughs> character. Tomo is going to just kind of relay, relay that information to our little mouse friend. Okay. Like, like, but listen, like you can't just keep grabbing and stuff, especially something that you don't know what that is. It's an important flower to this guy. You can't just grab it, whatever you want. But it's pretty. I, I know it's pretty, but you can't just take it. It's not yours. Okay. Yeah. So then you get me a flower. Would you like a flower? Is the is the dude talking to me? Yeah, he he heard what the two of you were saying. She just starts, pa- like, nodding, like nodding her head. As soon as you nod your head, he says, "Well, I can't give you my flower, but I do know where you can go and get some if you're willing to help me out." I am. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, he looks at you and says, "This 
flower, and he holds it up in his hand. He twirls it around kind of playfully, knowing full well what your intentions are. He says, this is called the Moonlight Rose. Oh, that's so pretty. It's a very special flower. Very magical. However, I've run out, and there's only one place that you can get these at. But there's a problem. The place that you need to go to is up on that floating rock. And it's inside of a mansion that's no longer occupied by regular people. Regular how? From my understanding, it is, uh, as the town folks here say, haunted. Can I do an insight check on this guy? You can. Can? You can. You most certainly can. I just want to, like, kind of... I just kind of want to see... How do I describe it? Just kind of, like... Like, the the way, like, his posture... Like, the way he's kind of, like... How do I describe Presenting this? himself? Presenting yeah, himself? Yeah, I just want to, like, kind of get a... Like, a... Just a little vibe read on him. Just sure. Just to see if he's, like, sketchy. Sure. Vibe check. 13 plus... Insight is that plus that uh, 16. 16 trades, motherfuckers. Beautiful. Okay. So to you, he seems like the very prim and proper type, the type that like he having a whole lot of money at his disposal is able to go about and act like he is not really superior, but at that level to where like he almost gives off the persona that he's better than everybody else. But he doesn't relay that in verbal terms. I just kind of look him up and down a little bit, and I just say, well, since you have so much money, can't you just buy me one? He, he chuckles when he, you say that. And he says, my dear, I have sent many adventurers to go and fetch these flowers, but none have returned. So... If it were the case that I could buy you this flower, I would. But unfortunately for me, I've run out, and this is the only one that I have left. And I need more in order to fill my remedy shop that you see here. Well, we can get you more. Right, guys? Uh, I mean, I guess so. I mean, you're letting us stay here. So I, I agree with the... Tomo, I see no, I see no issue with it. Awesome. So he he claps his hands and says, "Wonderful." I'll tell you what. If you manage to be successful in retrieving this flower, or at least a bundle of them, I'll give you one, a flower to have for your own. I'll pay each of you two hundred gold pieces, and I will also allow you to pick. One potion each from my stock. Clove's just thinking about that flower. She didn't even hear the other part. (laughs) As soon as he said flower, she's like, flower! Like, that is going on in her brain right now. (laughs) uh, May I request a uh, more specific form of uh, payment? What are you looking for, friend? Do you have any sort of readings on uh, alchemy? Uh, as a matter of fact, and he turns around and the bookshelf that's sitting behind the counter that he's at 
there's several books lined up along the wall up there. He kind of does that thing where he's like taking his finger and pressing up against several books to kind of get like a good read on which ones are which. He pulls down one with a purple spine, pulls it down. He brings it over to you and says, is this what you're looking for? It doesn't have any sort of specific titling to it or anything. It the title is actually it's worn, so it's hard to read. But you do know that it is got a purple bounding, and the 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 book itself is made out of like a thick leather. Can I uh, make some sort of check to try and determine if it's something that I've already studied? I will allow you to roll an Arcana check. Okay. To see if you can do that. That is a 16. So, it's pretty much a book that you've kind of already know about. It's, it's one of those books that you've seen in passing. It's not like something that you've read completely, like all the way through. But you do know about this book and have kind of skimmed over it a little bit. I, I would appreciate an opportunity to sit down and read through this more fully when we return with your, uh, your flowers. That's fair. Matter of fact, if you return, I'll let you have the book. I would appreciate that so much. Thank you. But uh, he does still give you the offer of there are um, underneath the bookshelf where he grabbed that book at. There's another shelf that has very specific potions that he has crafted. And they are of various colors and types and shapes. Sounds like a good deal. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever. Okay. Works being a hermit. Awesome. So he looks to the three of you and says, well, uh, from the stock that I have behind me, I have a potion of greater healing, a potion of speed, potion of heroism, potion of vitality, potion of resistance, greater restoration, your choice. Take your pick. It's yours. It's definitely lots, lots of options. Um, you said a potion of resistance? A potion of resistance, yes. What's it do? Uh, roll me an Arcana check. Eight. Eight. Uh, this is a very, very shiny potion. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Would I know what it does? Uh, roll an Arcana check as well, then. Okay. An eight. An eight. This is a very flashy, shiny <laughs> potion. Would I know what it does? Roll an arcana check. Come on. <laughs> put the little massy brain to work. What is that? Please be an eight. Please be an eight. One. Sixteen. Sixteen. This is a potion of resistance to necrotic damage. I just look at my go. It's a shiny potion. <laughs> um. I mean, I'll take the I'll take the resistance potion. Honestly. Okay. Awesome. Uh, he says that I will. Wait to give you the gold until you return, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the potions now because this journey that you're about to go on is one to not be taken lightly. But uh, he grabs the potion of resistance and he hands it to you specifically. Uh, and he looks to the other two of you 
and says, is there one that you would like? Moth, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, can I get a rundown of everything again? So he mentioned that he has a potion of greater healing, a potion of speed, a potion of heroism, potion of vitality. Uh, I just handed the potion of resistance off. Yeah. And then the potion of greater restoration. Would I know what a potion of greater restoration does? With your passive perception, yes, technically you would. Uh, let me let me pull it up for you, and I'll tell you exactly what it's like. You know what the rest the regular restoration spell does, right? Off the top of my head, no, no. I'm okay, not great at remembering what spell. Okay. Oh, it like absolves you of like either. I think it's like. Any sort of condition, if it's greater restoration, petrification. Yes. Uh, um, one, stuff like that. Okay. Charmed. Uh, I think frightened is a big one, too. You really you condition. imbue a creature you touch with positive energy to undo a debulating effect. You can reduce the target's exhaustion level by one or end one of the following effects on the target themselves. One effect that charmed or petrified the target. One curse, including the target's attunement to a cursed magic item. Any reduction to one of the target's ability scores or one effect reducing the target's hit point maximum total. I I think I will go for the uh, the the healing potion just in case a uh, little mouse here, or I suppose she's kind of taller than me. Uh, nevertheless, just in case she wanders off into some trouble. Sure, sure. So he grabs the potion of greater healing. It's uh. It's like a crimson red color, uh, and he passes it off to you. And I forgot to describe the one of restoration, uh, the 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 are the one of resistance. The potion of resistance is like in a long cylinder tube, and it's like a deep, deep purple color. Um, and it's you can tell just by when he handed it off to you that the liquid for this one is extremely thick. Um. It's like almost looks like slime. Almost, it's kind of weird. Um, but the greater healing one is it. It looks like brandy. Almost. Yeah. All right. So, my lady. Okay. I'm trying to because I was trying. To, I was trying to work out how her process would be. What color is each <clears throat> unchosen potion? Um. If we're going by the basis of that, you would specifically be drawn to the potion of vitality. Um, it kind of has color is. Well, I'm okay. Well, this one, this one is very unique in that it's not just one color, but several. I'm taking that. Fuck that. I'm taking <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. So you ever see on um uh what is it? Um YouTube where uh like um bartenders will make that really special drink with that powder that has that really cool swirly effect yeah. at, inside of it. That's basically what it is, but it's rainbow colored. Oh, so it's almost like chromatic? It's chromatic, yes. Cool. Yeah, I take it. Yeah. Like, All right. So like I hug it. Uh, you have the potion of vitality. 
Uh, then I gave off the potion of necrotic resistance and the potion of greater healing. Fantastic. So he looks to the three of you and says, I do highly recommend, however, that you wait until nightfall in order to go to this place that I am sending you on. Due to the fact that during the day, the guards of the city tend to ward off most people to get them away from the house. So I will offer you a secondary gift for doing this little quest for me. I will give you the bed upstairs for free. All you have to do now is just uh, take your rest now, wait until nightfall, and then uh, once you do so, you can leave the inn here and make your way into one of four locations throughout the city that will take you on a trolley up to the floating city of Lesery. Uh, so, this is now your time to kind of do a little bit of role-playing if you would like to uh, before you guys will venture off onto one of these trolleys. And uh, I'm going to see if I can, while you guys are doing that, give you a picture as to what you're going towards. So go ahead and do a little bit of role-playing if you would like. Oh no, if, the bane of chaos crits. <laughs> the thing that we stuck at. Yeah, well, you could whoever comes into my podcast and tell me role playing is a piece of shit, they can go fuck off. <laughs> like straight no, up. So are there any like um sitting areas uh, in the Yeah, area? okay. So imagine this kind of like as a really flashy coffee shop that sells mm -hmm. really fancy potions and just happens to also be an inn. Alrighty. I kinda um I Jacob, what's your character's name again? Just so I can like Tomo. write it down. How what? Tomo. T O M. -O. Tomo. Okay, cool. I thought I heard it. I thought I heard it wrong the first time. Uh, so I kind of scurry away from Tomo and Vermin. I want to say. Yeah, Vermin. Yeah, kind of scurry away from them, and I just kind of like get up on a table and I just kind of sit there, and I pull out this teeny tiny little loot. Like, it's tiny. It's teeny, and. Uh, you start playing on it, and I start singing. <laughs> I start singing about how mean Tomo is. What, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my goodness! On Tomo. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm gonna sing with him. Make a make a motherfucking <laughs> wisdom you? saving throw. <laughs> I, I I can fucking step on you and kill you. Okay. <laughs> Do My it. Saving throws. Can't find them. Okay. You While you're making the roll, the both of the pictures that I need you guys to look at are is in the art submission under uh, y'all's right Discord. Uh, the city of Latath is the city you're currently in right now, the lower city. The city of Lesery, the floating rock city, is the picture, the first picture. What'd you roll, also, Jacob? Uh, twenty-three. Damn, it does not psychically damage you. <laughs> but it hurts your feeling. Oh man, so mean. Yeah. What's your, what's your character's name again? Clove. Clove. Okay, so it's vermin and clove. Yeah. And All I'm right, just like so... playing on my tiny little loot, sitting at a table. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over and sit there as well, and just uh, clove. Like, what was, what's 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 the song for? What I do? 
I, I'm bopping too hard. I'm sorry. It's it's I'm I'm so good at playing the lute. I physically cannot hear you at the current moment. <laughs> and just to prove it, I will roll a performance check. Can I do that, DM? Yes, you most certainly can. I would actually ask that you do that <laughs> to see how well you actually do this song. How well was the song? So I have a plus seven to performance, okay. and I rolled a twenty. Okay, so you just heard the first Taylor Swift concert in D and D, and it legit is about you and how disappointing you are. <laughs> wow, that's great. Even in even in a, even in a different campaign, I'm still getting shut on by Alex. <laughs> All right. So, Vermin, would you like to do anything while you are here? If not, uh, then we can actually move forward. Uh, yes, I'd actually like to do something that's kind of artificery, but kind of not more tinkery. Sure. But, uh... Hey, Clove, would you like a necklace to match that performance? And uh, I want to make an insight check on this motherfucker. <laughs> do it. Do it. Go for it. I don't trust you. On Vermin? What if you give me an exploding necklace? I, I would be paranoid. Let me be paranoid. Sure. Cool. Uh, 16 plus 3. 19. Okay, Vermin, do you actually want to enhance anything that she has, or are you just joking around? No, I was going to make a, a necklace with a sending stone built into it. Okay. So you do realize what he's trying to do. Yeah. Great, great. Now just... Give me a little bit of time, and I will get it put together for you. Okay. I give him a hug. Um, I like hop off of the table. I don't I'm, know where the fuck Vermin is, but I give him a hug. I Why am. Does he get that treatment. Because <laughs> he's making me a necklace. Uh, I'm actually going to enhance this even further, and I'm going to allow you to craft a necklace with a stone that is a homebrew of mine called the. Everlasting Sending Stone. Ooh, okay. I like that. So, the way that the homebrew version works is that uh, essentially you can bind it to any object. It can be metallic. It could be a rock. It could be a necklace. Whatever the case may be. But, instead of a one-time use, it is an infinite use and double the range is there a range on Sending Stone? I thought it there was is. Different. There is a range on Sending Stone. Are you? Damn. I just assumed it was casting the spell Sending, and I know Sending doesn't have a fucking range. No, Sending does not have a range, but the way that the Sending Stone works is that it's a one-time use. It has a range of 300 miles, I believe. And... um. It can only be attuned to, I think, unless I'm mistaken on this part, it can only be attuned to certain objects. However, on my homebrew version, you can attune that same spell to any object, and the range is doubled, and it's an infinite use. And my players hate it because it's connected to their cell phones. <laughs> um, but I will allow you to do that. And you can do that for, without using any of your spell components, uh, if you so wish. 
Okay, so yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm essentially going to make a little brass acorn pendant. Okay. With a woven hemp string to hold it on. And I'm going to give it to Clove. Okay, so Clove, you now have this acorn-shaped necklace on the acorn piece itself. You can see etched into it. It looks like a like a sigil and engraving that you can tell just by looking at it that it it's the sigil to give it the magical properties to do what it does basically and it's glowing and uh i'm going to let uh vermin say what kind of aura it gives off because he's the one that did design this Mm -hmm. so are talking about like what color it glows yeah so like when it shines when it's being used what color does it glow Tell me what color it glows. Describe me. Describe to me clothes sort of vibe. Oh God, you're gonna make me think about things. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, she's a tiny little mouse folk. Uh, like grayish brown kind of fur. So it's like a little um more brown on top, and it kind of grays out along the body. Um, big black eyes, and I was kind of like, you know, it's like a think about. You know those bitches in like fourth grade that thought they were the baddest bitch in class because they'd pull up in these like little like little cute dresses. <laughs> I want to be those on record and say that's the best description of her entire family in this campaign that I have ever heard. I'm so fucking glad you said that. She's got like a cute little lavender dress that has like a little like a little um dark blue like Peter Pan type collar and. Yeah, she's just kind of like like a very, like, it's a very like kind of Tinkerbell-esque aesthetic. Okay, the leaf But like blows, lavenders. Okay, the leaf blows periwinkle when it's used. Cool. Fantastic. I got um, <laughs> Like, okay, so to kind of explain why that, what she described her character as is perfect... So you guys with your passive perception know basically her entire family in that her she's looking for her older brother who's gone off on an adventure and that also her father is also missing. Uh, but her family, the mouse folks, are very well known for growing uh in Spanish terms, if I'm and I'm going to butcher the hell out of this, but herba buena is how it's pronounced, I believe. But it's essentially the uh, Spanish form of uh, weed, and it's magical weed. Oh, that arcane Kush! I see. Uh, <laughs> and I was telling you about this last night. And uh, funny enough. They, uh, the city that you're currently in is well known for selling the um, the bad version of what she makes, of what her family makes. It's uh, very, it's a long process of how that works, but just know that if somebody hands you a Herba Buena that is multicolored, that means that some bad shit's about to fucking go down. So what I'm hearing is we have to take down a cartel drug ring while we're here. I'm down. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Technically speaking, you do have some on you. <gasps> I'm also like eight, though. I'm not going to be smoking some dank kush. I mean, that doesn't mean that know. your friends might not want to. Nah, um, I feel like I feel like Tomo would just take it and confiscate it. I'll give some to Vermin later. Again. <laughs> secretly. Okay, so speaking of secretly, okay, I'm gonna walk over to uh, Tomo and I'm gonna try and slip him the other end of the sending stone. Uh, <laughs> make a sleight yeah, of hand check for me, it. please. Make a sleight of hand, and then depending on how well you roll, will determine if I let uh, Clove roll or not. Hit my mic. That is a 12. That is a 12. I'm going to let Clove roll to see if she notices. It's already under my passive perception. Is it already under your passive? Then you absolutely fucking know what's going on. I just yell over to him and, what you doing? I like walk over. Oh, well, you know, just, uh, just the usual. What does the sending stone look like? Because I can see it in your hand. It's This one's just a, like a... It's pretty much a D20. Except hollowed out in more of a frame. Oh, that's really pretty. Yeah, it is. What is it? It something tells me you already know. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> good talk. Good talk. All right. Oh, gonna, see, if I was playing a different character that wasn't an eight-year-old little mouse folk, I would probably have like punched him by now. <laughs> But I'm not playing that character. I mean, technically, you are bigger than he is, so you could, like, kick him like a football. Oh, I could, but, like, where's the... Like, that's that's not the energy that Clove has. That's that's also true. I'll say around this time that by the time that he does finish both of the Sending Stones, that it has become Nightfall. And the, the map that I provided, the one of the city of Latath... Um, there are four spots, four locations of where that you can find a trolley at. Uh, to the north is where you're going to find the more, what you would classify is more higher up, richer folks. Even though in the city of Latath, most of the people are like middle class and lower. So you're going to find more of the people who have the most money in this city in that general area. And it's going to be relatively easier to get on a trolley there if you have the money for it. If you go south, that is where that the crime lords, that's where like the bad people stay at. That's where that you could essentially get on there on a trolley and nobody's going to give two rats asses if you pay the person or not. You just jump on a trolley and go. To the west and east is kind of a mix. So you're going to either pay an okay-ish price, depending on how you go about it. So how would you like to proceed? Do you want to go north, south, east, or west? I hop up onto Tomo's shoulder. I don't feel like walking, and I just say, lead the way. So Tomo, <laughs> which direction would you like to go? Let's go north. North? Okay. Okay, bougie ass. All right. So you head north, and you get to the location where the trolley is at. And 
unlike the other three, this one is very clean, very flashy. It looks well designed and well kept. Uh, you see a human behind the desk uh, that leads towards the line where the trolley is at, but he has a uh, he has a flask and he's drinking quite heavily. So, what do you say as you approach this man? That's not hey my business. I say, hey. Uh, he looks up at you. He's kind of swaying back and forth. And like, hey, uh, what's up? What's up with you? You uh, you looking for a trolley? Yeah. That's um, that's gonna be around two hundred gold. Two hundred gold. That's kind of expensive. Who are you? Um, my name is Bork. 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 <laughs> is it Bork the half orc? Well, I mean, he is human, so... Oh, dang! That would have been funny. I'm going to make an insight check on that. Okay. On Bork? On Bork. Okay. Man named Bork. Mr. Bork. Uh, It's a... 22. He is plastered. (laughs) He is full-on fucking drunk. Uh, He hates his job. Uh, He hates his life. And he's very, and I will give you with as high of a role as you got, there is something else that you notice. Uh, he seems like he's sad about something. And a la Billy's character is he also hates his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I said Billy. So Tony! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I got called out. <laughs> I'm so uh. used to calling you Billy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Billy so, Manilium. I'm going to... I want to try something that I can do once per long rest. Okay. I want to try to bargain with him using an experimental elixir. Okay. Once per long rest, I can produce an experimental elixir in an empty flask that I touch. Okay. And whenever someone drinks it, I roll a d6, and that determines the effect. Perfect. Um, So... I roll with disadvantage. I rolled in that one. Okay, so uh, he looks at your flask and he's like, Hey, uh, what's that you got there? Oh, it's a drink that'll send you over the moon. It, it's the best tasting thing. And it, as if you're not hammered enough, it'll get you even worse. Mm. Even some kush. Mm. I, um, I do need a heavy drink. I just, um, uh... I just lost my best friend last night. Oh, I am so sorry to hear that. Here, here, this will make you feel better. I promise. Uh, he grabs it. Uh, he looks at it. He, he kind of like squints, though, when he looks at it. He pops the cap, and he full-on chugs it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Does he die? He gains a flying speed of 10 feet for 10 minutes. <laughs> he looks back down at the glass. He's like, huh, I suddenly feel lighter. That's weird. I told you you'd feel over the moon. Yeah, for whatever reason, I feel like touching the moon now. I don't know why, though. Is he like floating off the ground a little bit? He is floating. <laughs> he doesn't realize it, but he is floating. I'm like hiding a little laugh. I'm like just laughing into fucking Tomo's shoulder. Uh, but he looks back down at the three of you and he's like, so, uh, 
Why do you need to go up there anyway? Uh, uh, well, we're actually been tasked to go get a flower uh, for some dude. Oh, shit. Shit, here we go again. What? That's how my friend died. Oh. Uh, what? Um, I can tell you this. We're not your friend. So we might do, do better. We are friends. In fact, do you think that uh, drink there might uh, give us a little better pricing for our trolley? He looks at it. He looks back at you. He looks back at the glass, looks back at you again, and he says, Ah, fuck it. Just get on the fucking trolley. Alrighty. Damn, I just realized I could have fucking charmed him. <laughs> <laughs> this was much fun. I though. was sitting here thinking the whole time, you're a bard. You should be able to charm this guy. <laughs> yeah, but I forgot. <gasps> Um, but the three of you managed to get on the trolley and it takes you actually a good solid half an hour just to get up to the top layer of the city. So the way that the city works is that it's all built inside of a rock and it's multi-layered. So in order to get to each layer, you have to go down a set of stairs and go to the various levels that are within that general area. Now, you don't really know your way around, but you can assume that because of the way that Kovac described the house, that most people in this city are going to know what you're talking about. So, with you now being in the city... I'm going to read to you what you see, and then I want you to describe what you do from there. The city of Lesri was built atop a floating rock and is truly a wonder to behold. Its elegance is matched by the backdrop of the gentle mountain tops, which have helped shape the city to what it is today. The skyline is spreading with elegant skyscrapers, and they seem to be continuously evolving as it, the additions that are made, even now, are helping the city grow. It is as if you are reaching out to the night sky and able to grab the stars themselves and hold them graspily and firmly into your hands. During the day, the city is mostly quiet with its people going about their workshops trying to create the next big invention. But during the night, however, the city itself almost feels like it's almost alive. You as the adventurers know that your next objective is to look for the moon, Moonlight Rose on the fourth floor of this magnificent floating city. You all take a look around and easily find signs leading to the stairs below. However, you do know that you have to go to the fourth floor. It's a matter of you don't know which house it is on the fourth floor. So keep that in mind as you go make your way through. Alrighty. But I'm going to say that because um, most of your passive perceptions are high enough to notice it, that you can go and use the signs to at least make your way down to the fourth floor and then ask around in that area if you would like. So uh, you can make your way down the stairs, go to the fourth floor, which is, it's not in the very center of the floating rock, but it's the level above it. It's, um, there's actually 10 floors in this uh, rock formation that's floating atop. 
Alrighty. Hmm. How do we want to do this? Uh, let's go ask the locals. Ask around. That may be, that might be the smartest idea. Yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and head down to the fourth floor and talk and talk around. Beautiful. Okay. Um, I am going to roll a D four, and that will determine who you find ask questions to. If I can find a D four, that'd be fantastic. There's one right there. Okay. Alrighty. So I'm going to say that Toma, you see a wrinkly old gnome. It's a woman carrying a basket of fresh fruits. Uh, and she looks like she's heading home. And uh, kind of wave her down like, excuse me. Hey, you there. Uh, she yeah. she looks up at you and says, oh. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, we're we're pretty new around here, and we were wondering uh, where we needed to go to get to that the big mansion that everyone's been talking about. Big mansion? Yeah, it's um, it's been described as big and spooky. Uh, you see her eyes kind of widen. She goes, "Oh, oh no, my dear. No, you don't need to go to a place like that. That place is haunted. It's scary there." Oh yeah, well, we've been we've been told that we just we're, we've been told to go get a flower from there. Oh, you poor child. Well, if you insist. And uh, she turns around and she says, "If you head south on the fourth floor, it's the only building in that area. It's secluded, but I will warn you, there are more than just spirits there." Alrighty. Um, so do you head you south? More than, what do you mean more than just spirits? Uh, she, she looks at you and says, Well, no one's lived there for years, so wild animals, you know, things that may have gotten loose and found their way there. Oh. Um, we'll just I, be I, careful. Yeah, animals aren't that bad. Yeah. I mean, look at us. And she, she smirks at that and she goes, Eh, you look like you can take care of yourself. But I will say, though, that that one... And she points up to Clove on your shoulder, and she's like, If I'm not mistaken, that one is a child. I would be very careful with that one. I'm not a child, I'm just small. You're eight. Shut up, you don't... You, you can't let me... I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <sighs> you have... We well, I didn't say that in character. I'm just saying that in general. <laughs> we have ways of making sure the child is safe. He says, <laughs> and she goes, "Well, I hope so. I hope so." But uh, like I said, if you head south, it is the only house on the south side. You can't miss it. It's abandoned, left alone, easy to spot. Uh, so, do you guys make your way there? Straight I there. Mean, I'm literally on Tomo's shoulder, so wherever he goes, I go. Exactly. So Tomo, Berman. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say um, thank you very much for your time. Uh, hope, hope you have a good day. And she bows to you, and uh, she makes her way off. So the three of you do arrive at what you can easily presume 
as the mansion. So the way that the city is built, it's it's <clears throat> much larger than you had originally thought. So when you get here, it gives you that creepy, like, backwoods vibe without having any of the trees being there or anything like that. It's it's also swampish. Uh, but you can see at the very end of the 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 walkway, you see the the two-story mansion and the gate is wide open. However, uh as you start on the path, clove, you see something that catches your eye. What do I see? You see a doll. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm going to try to real sneakily like hop off of man's shoulder. Okay. Make a stealth check. Alrighty. Let me roll stealth real quick. Don't break your legs. I'm like seven foot. Um, stealth, stealth, stealth. Uh, that is a 14. And I got to go off my perception? Yes. My passive perception is a 15. Okay, so you flat out know that what she's trying to do. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch her midair as she jumps. Can he just do that? I feel like you gotta roll for that. Uh, you would have to roll to see if you can catch her, but you do with your passive know that she's trying to get off your back. Can I like try to avoid him catching me? Like, you most certainly can. So the way that I'm gonna do this is I'm going to have um both of you roll. I'm going to have both of you roll... Uh, no, actually, i tell you what. I'm going to have uh, Tomo roll to see if he can do a uh, either a sleight of hand or a acrobatics check. And then, Clove, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw to counteract him, okay. basically. All right, I'm going to go for acrobatics on this one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. What's the rolls? 23. Okay. Damn, I rolled a 22. <laughs> so, uh, Tomo, you do, you don't super successfully do it. You kind of like just get enough of the back of the nape of her neck just to make sure that she's firmly in place and cannot move. Ow. Clove, what are you doing? I saw something. Well, well what'd you see? Point it out. No, you're mean. <laughs> What do you mean? You just hurt me. I'm not trying to hurt you. Tried jumping off my off my shoulder. Yeah, and you you grabbed me and you hurt me. You, you'd probably be more hurt if you hit the ground. I know how to land. Do you? Yes. Well, what were you looking at? Maybe we can get. Maybe we can look. Pick it up together safely. You're mean. I point out the doll. Okay. You see the doll. Okay, I want to place Clove like just, like back on my shoulder. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to the doll. Okay. I don't want to walk on your shoulder anymore. I hop off and start walking on the ground. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So you walk over to the doll, correct? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. The moment you get to the doll, you don't see them, but four giant boars. Come charging at you, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, Both shit. of us? 
both of you, and I oh, need shit. you to make it four times. Oh, shit. Okay, that sucked. For The first one was a eight. Okay. The second one is a 21. Cool. Third one is a 14. Fifth one is a uh, 13. Okay. Okay, so first one was a 21. Correct. Uh, second one was a 22. Okay. Third one was a 12. Okay. Fourth one was an 11. Awesome. All right. So, Clove, you only get hit once. Okay. And you're going to take, I can find it. You are going to take two damage two from a damage. charge. And now I need you to roll initiative. Okay. Oh, boy. It's a okay, terrible 18. roll. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20. As, I don't know if that is a waste of a nat 20 or if it's a... <laughs> I mean, going first in initiative is never a waste. I mean, that is... Seven. Technically true. It's a 21 total, though, so... Okay, awesome. Fantastic. So, 21. 18. 18. 7. And se- <laughs> 7. Okay, Mr. Monk. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. You made, you made more shitty rolls than me so far, so... Yeah, but also, I make up you, for it. Also, you got hit. All right, so okay. Vermin, you go first, followed by Clove, then Tomo, then the Boars. Okay. What would so, you like to do? I can take my bonus action before I do my action, right? You most certainly can. Okay, so as a bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and cast Sanctuary on Clove. Okay. Thank you. You're my friend. <laughs> and uh, let me look up the information on this. Uh, so I yep. have it handy. But uh, that is horribly formatted. Okay. And then they're within 30 feet, right? It was within 30 feet, yes. Okay. I am going to cast Thorn Whip. Okay. Against the one closest to me. Fantastic. Uh, if I remember right, I have to make a roll, correct? For Thorn, uh, thorn Whip? I have to make a melee spell attack. Okay. Okay. 18. That hits. Okay, and then... Gonna do, I think, 1d6 damage. Okay. That's 4 piercing damage. Fantastic. And... Uh, it is large or smaller, isn't it? It is medium, actually. Okay, so I'll pull it ten feet closer to me. Okay. So, you see as the thorn whip comes out of your hands and pulls the boar closer to you and drags it by the back end of its legs towards you, and you can hear it squealing and moving around and writhing as if it's trying to get away from you. Uh, but next up, we have... Clove. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna look at the one that just hit me. Okay. And I'm gonna cast Thunderclap. Fantastic. Constitution saving throw. 
That fails. Ooh. Uh, three points of damage. <laughs> okay. All right. So you watch as Clove takes her hands and claps her hands together, and then you hear the sound of thunder come around and hits the one that hit her as it was charging through and it does that like cartoon thing where it like gets you know electrocuted a little bit and starts shaking a little bit in midair and then lands back on its feet and now it's a little pissed off just slightly but we now follow up with Tomo um how close are they to us to you, you're actually closer than uh, Vermin was, so you're roughly about uh, ten to fifteen feet, and that goes for you as well, Clove. Okay, so so I'm gonna go ahead and run up to one of them and hit him with a, a quarterstaff. Okay, are you hitting one that's not injured or injured? I'm gonna go for an uninjured one. Okay, fantastic. Thirteen. Uh, that does hit. Alrighty. That's one D six plus four. Ooh, that's max damage, so ten. Ten? Okay. So uh you see as this boar uh you whack it. You said you were using a quarter staff, correct? Yes. Okay, so you whack it with your quarterstaff, and you do that thing like, uh, I think it, which movie, uh, which one of it was it? I think it was the second one, uh, where he takes the quarterstaff and lifts up underneath uh, in uh, Kung Fu Panda and just picks up the boar and just yeah. slams him back down. You do that thing. Yes. All right, so is that your uh, turn? No, uh, then I'm going to... I, sh- I, I can fl- flurry of blows, right? Uh, you can if you want to spend some key points now. Okay. Uh, how much does that cost? One? Yeah. So I'm going to flurry of blows the okay. same one. Okay. Uh, let's say 15. 15? Okay. So you take your quarterstaff as you pick it up and slam it back down, and then you twirl it above your head and stick your quarterstaff through this boar, and that boar is dead. Just flat out gone. Uh, you have now three left, and uh, is that the end of your turn? That should be, yes. Okay, fantastic. So, the three boars, one of them is going to attack each of you, so we're going to start with attacking Clove. A two does not hit. No. A three does not hit Tomo. Does not. But a nat 20 will hit Vermin. (laughs) But I should note, with Sanctuary on Clove, uh, until the spell ends in a minute, any creature that targets Clove must make a wisdom saving throw first, and if it fails, it has to either just not attack or choose a new target. Okay. Uh, I definitely pass with that. I've got an 18 on that. Okay. All right, so uh, the nat 20 is going to attack you. You see the boar turn around and do that thing where it, like, scoots its hooves, you know, and it's ready to charge at you. It goes full on into you, and it is going to do... It is going to do seven points of damage. 
Okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I need you to roll a strength saving throw, please. Oh, no, that ain't great. Quick question. Yes, sir. That's a nine. Uh, uh, you fail, so you are now knocked prone, and uh, you are going to have to spend your turn trying to get back up. All right, so what was the question? Or I continue. Uh, I was going to ask, was the boar that attacked uh, Vermin, was he within five feet of me or no? Uh, that one in particular was not. It was actually Damn. about 10 feet. So, uh, so the ones that were attacking you and Clove, uh, they were the closest to you, but the one that w- attacked Vermin specifically was too far away for you to be able to reach. But it is back up to the top of the order. So we're going back up to Vermin. Vermin, it is your go. I can cast while I'm prone, right? You, If you have a spell that is classified, I believe, as a bonus action, then you can. Uh, but you cannot spend a spell for an action because you are prone. You have to spend that action to try to get up or do something to help your situation out. So I have to get up right now. Uh, pretty much, yes. Okay. Now, again, like I said, if you have a spell that you can cast as a bonus action, then you can do that. Uh, are cantrips bonus actions? or there, I don't know about artificers, but I, there are some cantrips that are bonus actions, but I'm not sure what, uh, what spell list you have for artificers for cantrips. So I cannot tell you that. Okay, I'm going to Google it real quick. Yeah, go for it. Before I try it. Because I, I know I have Thorn Whip as a, uh, a cantrip, and if it ends up being like something I can use as a bonus action, I know nope, one action. I read it. Nope. Okay. Oh, whoa. Did not need to zoom out like that. Yeah, I don't have your character sheet, so I cannot look Yeah. to see what you got. Am I technically on all fours? Technically, you're on your back. Oh, on my back. Okay. Yeah, you're like, you got pushed backwards, and you're on your back, and you're laying down. Okay. So I can use an action to roll over on my front, right? Yes, that is trying to get out of prone. So yes, you would uh you would technically roll a strength check again to see if you get out of prone, but that's essentially what you do is to try to roll over to see if you can get out of being prone. Okay, because if I can get on my front, I can run on all fours. Yeah. Strength check is an eight. <laughs> Uh, you do not get out of prone. The boar is kind of like sitting on top of you and it's kind of holding you down basically because of your size. Uh, but, but that is your turn. And we now go over to Clove. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Hmm. 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 I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide. I don't want to waste a spell slot. <laughs> Ugh. The hardest choice I'll ever have to make. Okay, strong, how close are the boars together? So there's two that are within five feet of you now. Mm-hmm. And then the one that is over by Vermin is now about 20 to 25 feet away from you. Are they all within 15 feet of each other, though? No, you can either hit the the two closest to you or the one near um, Vermin. 
Cool. I'll hit the two closest to me and I'll cast Thunder Wave. Perfect. And so I, I need con saves. That is a three. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Cool. 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 Uh, for both of them? Uh, yes. That is uh, 13 points of damage. Fantastic. You kill the one nearest you. All right. And the other one uh, is, as my players hate to hear me say, on death's door. So you've got that one that is nearest to you that is almost dead. And then the one that is over closest to vermin. Tomo. Back up to you, buddy. Unless you want to move or anything. Do you want to move or anything before we go to Tomo? Uh, No, I'm good. Okay, fantastic. All right, Tomo. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and move over to the one that's on uh, Vermin. Yep. I'm going to smack him in the head with my stick. Fantastic. That is uh, 11. That just hits. Okay, so does five damage. Okay. So I'm going to say that you did enough damage to kind of push uh, the boar off of Vermin. And Vermin, on your next turn, you're going to be able to roll that strength check with advantage this time. Okay, I like the sound of that. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to do on your turn? I'm going to go over to the one I'm gonna move over to the one by uh both. Okay. I'm gonna uh, yeah. I'm going to you said it's like it's just on death door you said, right? Yeah, you can tell plain as day that this boar is not going to survive for very long. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and spend a key point and actually no I can do an unarmed strike with as as a bonus action. Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and hit him with that. Okay. So if you just hit, if you roll to see if you hit and you manage to hit it, then it's it's just dead. Okay. 15. That hits, and that boar is now gone. It is no more. We go to the last boar. It's going to turn around and look at Tomo and do that same thing and make a charge. That does not hit, and it charges right by you. And it's within five feet away from you. So it's roughly in back in that same area that you guys were before. All right. Now, back up to Vermin. You can now make your strength check with advantage. Okay. Ooh, that's an 18. You are back up and you are on all fours. Okay. I'm going to run on all fours to be quick boy and uh, regroup. Okay. You still, uh, if, if I believe this is right, that is a um, ability that squirrel folk have. So you still have a bonus action to do if you would like. Okay. Let me just, I don't think it will be, but it's worth a shot to check it out. And uh, I'd, don't think I've got a good bonus action to take here. Okay. All right, Clove. Your turn. Alrighty. Uh, does anybody look hurt? Um. Nah, fuck it. I look at. The, is there one boar still alive? There is one boar left. 
cool. I'm gonna look at it. And I'm just gonna be like, you're mean, and I'm gonna cast vicious mockery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And it yeah. needs to make a wisdom save. I rolled a nat fucking one. This boar runs Dude. off and leaves, and you are no longer in initiative. <laughs> Alrighty. Whew. Wait, did it? It rolled a nat one. No, it, wait, I gotta roll damage. Go ahead and roll damage. Please let it be a four. It's a four. Four points it's a of damage. Okay, well, it's at one HP and it still yeah. runs away. <laughs> uh, but you're now out of initiative. Uh, and the doll is still there. Uh, you come out to the doll and the doll looks ragged it it looks like this doll has been through a lot it's been abused the the clothing that it has on it the fabric is torn in several places uh it's missing an eye and what's even creepier is that where that the hair and the mouth should be the hair looks like that somebody had ripped it out with their bare hands on one side and it, there's a gaping hole in the doll and then its mouth looks like somebody took a needle and thread and made it look like that they've sewn the mouth shut. Okay, okay. It's a little creepy, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I want to look at Clove. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> you don't want the doll? What's wrong No, her? it's creepy! Some people like creepy things. I, I don't. I think, it look, I think she looks nice. Um, did any of you pick it up by chance? No. Okay. All right. So then you won't see anything else on the doll. Uh, but you are now roughly about 50 feet away from the mansion. So you can go to the mansion or you can kind of roam around that garden area that you're in right now uh i just kind of i hop back on tomo's shoulder i don't want to walk anymore <laughs> last okay. time i walked we got attacked all right so tomo vermin mm -hmm. uh, what would you do i'd want to look around the like the the, the yard <clears throat> okay uh, which way do you go? Do you go left or right? It's a big garden, so keep that in mind. Right. Right? Okay. I need you to roll me a perception check, please. Ooh, this is the fun one. Ooh, this one. Oh, that's... That's, uh, that's unnerving. Perception... 19. On the right side of the garden... It, you walk towards that side and all of the plant life around that area is completely just like wilted away. It's gone. It, it kind of leaves you with the feeling that like you don't really understand why such a rare flower that was described to you would grow in such a place like this. It, it's very odd. However, this is where the swamp is the, the thickest and the muckiest. And in the center of the swamp, you see what looks to be like the largest cobra 
you've ever seen in your life, and it's asleep. <sighs> okay, so we're not going over there at all, okay? Clove? Okay. That thing's not nice. Not a nice thing to be around. Okay. Herman? I'm just nodding in agreement. like, I'm I'm a squirrel. I, that that thing. <laughs> right. It's like it's too small rodents. Like the perfect prey for that thing. <laughs> so you make your way back, and do you try the left side, or do you yeah. go to the wood mansion? The left side. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. You're leading the way, Tomo. Correct. Yes. Okay. Perfect. You go to the left side, and it it's not as bad on the left side as it was on the right side, but you do see a small black cat and it walks in front of you. The moment it does so, you suddenly feel like that you're not as, you're not yourself anymore. You now have a homebrew stat called the unlucky feature. Oh, shit. Holy shit. So you now you now until you take a short rest or a long rest, you have disadvantage on your attacks and your damage is reduced by one die. What? Wait, that that don't do any damage then. All my damage is one dice. Well, I, I can't do damage anymore. Well, your quarter staff, so whatever your damage for your quarter staff is, so what's your damage for your quarter staff? 1d6 plus. Okay, it is now 1d4. Holy shit, rip. I almost called you funk. <laughs> it feels like it. Uh, actually, how close are you, Vermin, to the black, uh, to Tomo? Are you pretty, are you falling like right behind him? You're talking to me? No, 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 Vermin. Fairly close, I'd imagine. You were close. You also have the unlucky feature. Okay. Would Clove have it too? Clove does not have it because she's kind of riding on your shoulders and uh, like she's not able to kind of like get a firm grasp of what she's seeing. She's just kind of like following your lead, basically. So she's not really paying any much attention. But you and Vermin leading the way, you both will be able to see this black cat walk in front of you, and you now have the unlucky feature. Oh, rip you guys. All right. But that's all you see is you see what looks to be it, this side was the side that would have been where they grew like their vegetables, uh, like, you know, carrots, corn, stuff like that. But that black cat is was just sitting there and it saw you and it walked by you to kind of get away from you. And then that's when you felt like as if you're not yourself right now. You feel weaker. So weird. You feel weird. This, this doesn't feel right. Damn, maybe I should have taken that potion of restoration. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, All right. So what do you do? I'm just following the lead. I, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I may be able to figure something out to, to help with our... If, is it a condition or a, I don't... What do you... Is it a spell? This feel I just 
they just feel weird. That, that cat didn't make it feel nice. So odd. For some reason. Uh, but we can uh, keep going. What cat? What cat? The black cat. You didn't see it. No. He's like right in front of us. No. Well, you probably wouldn't. He probably wouldn't have liked you, or you wouldn't have liked oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see how it is. You're mean. Well, well the cats. I'm just saying. I'm just saying with cats and mice, they you. There hasn't been that mo- that good friendship, like with cobras and mice and squirrels. <sighs> All right. So, do you want to explore that area a little bit more, or do you want to go to the mansion this time? I do a little more exploration. Okay. Um, so I'm because of the giant cobra. We're gonna say that you stay on the left hand side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you go around further into. You you start make your way like you're going towards the mansion, but you're still in that garden on the left hand side. Um, you do see on the back end of the mansion. Uh, you know those old rickety, uh, gigantic wooden doors, like in the horror movies, that lead down into like a underground basement type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the see color? that. You see that coming up to the back of the uh, the house. And it has several chains and locks on it. Oh, shit. Hmm. I, uh, um. I may be able to get this open for us. Yeah? How so? I'm well-versed in thieves tools. I mean, okay. do, we want it, do we want it open? I mean, are we trying to get in here? Well, yeah, there is a front door. What do you do? Do you try to open it, or do you want to go through the front door? I'm not too comfortable with this one. Let's say front door. Okay. Awesome. Go to the front door. Awesome. So the three of you go to the front door. Tomo, as you step through the doorway, you hear what sounds like a boy. You hear a voice. And say, hello? 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 How are you today? And it keeps repeating it over and over. Oh, he goes, so hello? 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 How are you today? I'm hello? Good. How are you today? I'm good. And that's all you hear. You keep hearing repeat over and over and over. However, as you walk through, though, and you keep hearing this voice... You're basically what would be classified as the entrance room. So uh, towards the right-hand side, you see another door and then a set of stairs that lead up. And then the left-hand side, you see three doors. One of them is open, and it leads into what you can assume just with your passive perception looks like a library. But then the other two doors past that door are closed as well. But you keep hearing this boy voice and you don't you don't see anybody. You don't you don't really get a grasp of where it's coming from. It feels like it's coming from everywhere all around you. That's freaky as fuck, yo. That's unsettling. Would I have seen this library? Uh as he walks in, you would have came in behind him, so yes. I, uh, I, I think I want to go uh, read. 
and see if I can find something to. You want to read right now? Knowledge is power. I feel like in this case, we don't want what we don't want what knowledge is in here. Personally, we may find something to help us. Uh, and so you said there's three doors, right? There are there are technically four doors. four doors. Three of them are closed. One of them is to your right, and three of them are to your left. But one of the three doors to your left is fully open, and it looks like that it leads to essentially a very large library of some sort. I say library last, if anything. Okay. You okay with that? I guess. Okay. So which way do you go? Do you go up the stairs? Do you go through one of the closed doors? Which way do you go? Upstairs. Upstairs? Yeah. How okay. tall are the steps? Um, I, they're, they're not very tall. Uh, I'm going to say that in order to reach the second floor, it's going to be about roughly 40 to 45 feet up the steps in order to get to the top. Uh, but who is leading the way on this to the stairs? It's very important. That would most likely be me. Okay. I need oh. you to roll me an insight check, please. These stairs feel like they're lying to me. <laughs> Inside. 18. 18? Okay. As you get to the top step, the moment your foot plants onto that very top step. The boy voice goes away, but it's followed up by what can only be described as a woman in pain. <laughs> oh, we have to help. It's, but it's not in the sense of like, a normal woman in pain. It sounds like a screeching noise as if that whoever this woman is is being tortured. Oh, watch it be a banshee, y'all. That's what I'm thinking. Probably. We should go help. I don't like the sound of this. I. If somebody's being hurt. Well, they said no one's been in this thing. So who's to say that's an actual person? Well, it sounds like a person. Ghosts sound like people. Yeah. As you're talking to, it's getting louder and louder. Like closer, louder, or like? No, not cl No, just louder in general. Oh. Yeah, if it was getting closer, I would have run. But uh, I need you to roll me a perception check, uh, Tomo. Yes, Tomo, give us everything. <laughs> Father of the group here. Nat 20. Nat 20. You know for a fact that the sound is coming from the middle room. So when you go up the steps, there's uh, five sets of doors along the wall. There's two at the very end of the left side of the hallway. One dead center and then two more at the right side of the hallway. But you can tell that the screeching, the, the tortured pain is coming from that very center room. Alrighty. Uh, 
middle middle last. Do I now? At all? I say to the group middle middle last. If you don't go to the middle to last. I would prefer no middle at all. <laughs> I'm literally on your shoulder. There's nothing more I can do. I, you can have input. Small mouse child. I mean, if somebody's being hurt, we should help. We'll we'll check on it after we go to the right door. Promise. Promise. Can I make an inside check? You can. Alrighty. Plus seventeen. Okay. Do I have to roll against that at all? Or? You if are going lying, to. You're yeah. you're going to roll against it if you're lying. I am lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. I'm not going to that fucking room. Inside seventeen. Okay, so it's a tie. So I'm going to make both of you. I'm going to make both of you roll a wisdom check or a wisdom saving throw without any modifiers. So roll me a d20, and whoever gets the highest will determine the result. 17. Okay. Four. (laughs) Four? Okay. You have no idea that he's lying to you. Okay, if you promise. Yes. If you break that promise, I'm going to be sad. Okay. Go on the right. So okay. Head to the, head to the room on the right. You're going to head to which room on the right? There's two. The one directly adjacent to the screaming door. Okay, cool. You walk in there, and it's a child's room. You walk in there, and it looks like that it's dusty, it's moldy. It hasn't been very well taken care of. Laying on the bed is a skeleton of a child, still fully clothed. <gasps> no. Uh, sh- the, the corpse looks like that whoever this child was died in peace. That's, that's nice. <laughs> I vote we leave as soon as we get whatever we came here for. I, I swear to God, if that fucking flower's in the screaming room, I swear. <laughs> I want to. So we can hear. We can still hear the screaming, right? You can still hear. It's she is wailing. I want to check the wall, like against. That's like connecting the two. Okay. And see if I can look through anywhere. Like there's a hole or something. Uh, roll me a. I want to say insight or perception, whichever one is your higher of the two. Per so perception. Okay. Come on. 12. 12? Okay. You don't see anything to see through into the next room, but I will say that you do roll high enough to notice that the wall itself is not a typical wall. In fact, when you tap up against it, it sounds like it's made out of metal. Hmm. It's almost like... Someone was trying to keep this child in here. Oh, that's so sad. This is unsettling. I don't think we should have taken this job. Well, think about the flower. Oh, yes, the flower. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, the flower. (laughs) The flower flower that somebody died for, apparently. 
Think we yeah, know how. but it's, it's really pretty. You're, yeah, but you know, life is also very pretty. I you can see a lot of that. I yeah, but like Como. Okay, well, we're already here. I know. Just, and we can leave really easily. If you guys want to leave, you can leave. We're not going to leave. We promise this guy. Oh, uh, yeah. I am a squirrel of my word. Okay. So what do you do? Do you explore this room a little bit more, or do you go to a different room? Explore a little bit more in this room. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say that all three of you now need to roll insight checks. Insight checks? Okay. Soft 20. Also soft 20. No, wait. Yes. Um, also soft 20. Okay. 17. Another uh, dirty 20. So everybody got 20s. Everybody wow. got 20s. Beautiful. And we're on the Dirty 20 podcast. I feel yeah. fantastic. I love it. Uh, so you rummage around this room a little bit. You kind of go through each of the different drawers. You kind of like, you make sure not to disturb the bed, but everything else you kind of go through. Um, Tomo, in one of the drawers that you see, you open it up and it's towards the wall that you tapped on to see if you could find a hole in the wall to look through into the next room. There's a little bitty table that it looked like that this child was able to sit at and do whatever she wanted to at this table. There were several drawings made, uh, by this child. One of them catches your eye, however. It's a picture of her in the center. Next to her is a woman. And she looks to be like she was a blonde. And she was elven of a sort. However, behind the two of them is something that honestly sends shivers down your spine. It looks to be like half elf half spider of an enormous sort holy shit and we found the bbeg and the back and the backdrop of this spider is encased in red and black as if that darkness itself is trying to trap them in something well are you you sure I don't think we're going to be exploring that room now. Um, to continue on with the rest of the group, uh, Clove, you go to what essentially looks to be like where she would keep her valuables. Mm-hmm. Inside the top drawer, you see a necklace. The necklace itself l- looks kind of like a pearl necklace, but they're not pearls. In fact, you can see that whatever these objects are that create this necklace have that same swirly effect that your potion does. <gasps> Oh, you're and really I w- playing things into my hand. You and mother. I would like for you to make an Arcana check, please. I will do so. Uh, 16. 16. This 
is divine ethereal. Ethereal in this world is the rarest item that you could possibly find. In fact, it's so rare that there's not a single person on this world who would be willing to buy nor sell this item. Uh, they come in a variety of different shapes, colors, and forms, and they all do something different. But the one that you hold in your hand allows the user, if you wear it, to have three uses of Divine Smite. Ooh, hey, um, so how big is the necklace? It's about what you could roughly say is the size of a eight-year-old human child. Okay. Um, so would it be able to fit in like any little bag that I have? Uh, if you were to kind of like kind of fold it up a little bit, yes, you could. I do that and I put it in Make a slight of hand check. Okay. Don't want, don't want to surprise the ghosts. Plus four. 23. Okay. You successfully put that into one of your bags and none of the rest of the party notice. Uh, Vermin. You go over to the left side and you see a book. I like books. This book, however, is bound by a black leather strap and it has a lock on it and I need you to roll me an arcana check, please. I'm good at those. Uh, 25. The lock itself is enchanted and cannot be opened by normal means. But it has no title. It has no name on it. It's just a... It's a white leather-bound book with a black leather strap holding it in place with a magical lock to keep it shut. Oop. Uh. Can I see if I can find a way to open it? Uh, as an artificer, you probably can. Okay. Let me see what I can do. Okay. I can't infuse anything that would work for this. Hmm. I'm just going to tuck it away in my bag until I can get back to the guild and see if someone will help me identify it. Cool. All right. Uh... But that's what the three of you see in the rest of this room. So would you like to go and explore another room or what would you like to do? You said we would help. You promised. I did I? Yeah. You said you wouldn't break it. Thurman, did I promise? I don't recall such a thing. You did. You did. You promised. I don't remember me promising. You promised. Let, I, I'll, I'll see if I can remember after we go check out the next room. Uh, next no, room. you're a liar. I'm not lying. What are you you're talking about? Liar. You're both liars. What I'm did lying. I do? I made you the necklace. I'm going to ask Clove something. Okay. You're closest to the door, and it is open. Oh, yeah, I dash out of the I dash the fuck out of there. Beautiful. And none of you can roll for it. By the uh, time she reaches the door for the middle room. Clove. Clove, you see it before the rest of the party does. But it's not what you think. It is, in fact, a ghost. And it is a woman. 
In fact, it's the woman from the drawing that Tomo found. She's sitting at her bedside, and she's crying. Are you okay? Uh, She looks up and sees you, and she says, Oh no, you poor child. What are you doing here? I heard you crying. I've lost my child, and I can't find my husband either. Where did you see them last time? I, I, I. And you see kind of her starting to stutter, and she's kind of has that look on her face as if like she's unable to remember what happened. It's you can with your passive perception, you kind of get the notion that something is forcing her to not be able to remember what happened. That me and my friends can help you find them. Can you? I need someone to help me find them. Please, please, I beg you. All right, we're gonna run in that room. Okay, so Tomo, uh, you see exactly what she saw. It's it's the woman from the drawing that you saw holding the child's hand. It's the blonde elven lady, but she's a ghost. She's sitting at her bedside and she's weeping. She's crying. Uh, I'm gonna look down at Clove. She needs to help. She, we need to help her find her husband and her son. Okay. She needs help. I told you. Yes, you did. But that that does not okay, that does not justify you doing that. We're gonna have a talk. I later. promise. Once we we're will out help of fear, you. we're gonna have a. We, yes, we will help. We're just gonna have a talk about this later. You're not and my I, dad. At, at this point, Ugly I am. Fucking noodle head. <laughs> noodle head. At this point, I am. And I, look over to lady. I have a dad. I look over to the lady. Okay. We, we'll help you. We'll help you find. Your son and your husband? Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I don't remember what... For some reason, my mem- memory keeps... It's foggy. It's weird. I, I, I remember us having dinner. And then all of a sudden, I felt odd. And the next thing I know, my, my, my children... One of them passed away before this happened. We were having a dinner for our funeral for my daughter, but now my son and husband are gone, and I can't recall what happened. Okay, well, we'll we'll search the house, and we'll be back with them. I'm so terribly sorry to bring up such a potentially touchy subject, but would your daughter happen to live (laughs) next door? Like in the next room over? Uh, she said, "Yes, my my daughter. She uh she lived or she stayed in the room uh, across from us. She was very sick, though. Uh, do you think you could help me identify this book I found laying around?" And I pull out the book. Okay. She she looks at it and she says, "It it's weird. I like I I've seen the book before, but I don't remember." what it what it is like i don't understand why i can't remember anything maybe Maybe somebody bad took your memory we my uh, tall compatriot and i on our way in we came across a black cat that made us feel strange i wonder if there's any connection there i pull out the necklace and i say does this mean anything 
she looks at it and she uh, she goes, "No, no, I don't know what that is." I feel like can I, based off of the context, can I assume that it was like one of her kids' items, probably? Um, roll an insight check. Okay, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. So many. There is a tag on the necklace where the attachment is at to where that you, you kind of unhook it and rehook it to put it around your neck. There's a tag on it. And it says, to Sarah. Was one of your kids named Sarah? Uh, she goes, Yes, yeah, that was my daughter. Can you hold on to this necklace for me? I don't want to lose it. Uh, she goes, yeah, uh, just set it on that counter there. I'd be happy to watch after it for you. I pop it onto the counter and I just leave it close to her. So she has it. She, she looks at you and she's still weeping and she, she thanks you for leaving such a a beautiful keepsake of her daughters with her to get her through these troubling times. But then we're going to find, we're going to find them for you. As you say that. The three of you hear the boy's voice again, going, Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Is that him? She, uh, she looks at you and says, What are you talking about? What was, what was your son's name? Uh, she looks at you and goes, His name was Tim Tim. <laughs> Sorry. I just yelled back, like, to kind of where the, did the voice, like, did it sound like it came from anywhere in particular? No, it's, it, it sounds like that it's coming from everywhere, but by the reaction that this woman had, she can't hear it at all. She, she doesn't know what you are talking about. I just, I just yell, Tim Tim. You yell, Tim Tim? Yes. The ground beneath you shakes. Oh, no. oh. This is a monster house scenario, isn't it? You hear the voice again, except it sounds different. It goes, Oh, fucking fuck. I'm good. How are you? That is good. Might have swelled my pants, not gonna lie to you. I'm very, very scared. The house is alive. But you do feel the ground beneath you shake. But the woman still acts like that she has no idea what's going on. She doesn't see nor hear anything that you guys are seeing or hearing. Excuse me, ma'am. What are the odds of your uh, son having a traumatic tie to the house? She she looks at you and says, I, I, I honestly don't remember anything. It's... Again, the last thing I remember is that I, I I made dinner, and we were we were supposed to eat for our daughter's funeral, but my husband never showed up, and that's the last thing I remember. I I, I don't know. It's let's go, let's go check the kitchen. We'll the go check room. the kitchen. Do you want to accompany us? Uh, she goes. Can you? Uh, she goes. I, I, for some reason, I don't feel apt to move. I don't know why. I just, I can't urge myself to get up. 
Understandable. Damn, you know, if you were like corporeal, I would just give you that potion of vitality. <laughs> I I have an idea that may or may not work. It may make our situation worse. Do you guys want me to try it? No. Uh, how much worse are we talking? Uh, like maybe angering a ghost house? No. Maybe don't. <laughs> nope. Okay, last resort. That's all. Yeah, let, let's call that a Hail Mary. We're going to go inspect the kitchen. Okay. You go back downstairs, and the kitchen is actually on the left-hand side at the very back door that was closed. You get into the kitchen. Out of all the rooms that you've been in so far, this room is the cleanest. You walk inside, and it it almost seems as if that the story that was told to you about this dinner almost didn't happen. There are no plates. There are no silverware. There's actually the only thing that's in this room is the table in the middle of the room with the chairs around it. It's pretty much barren. Oh, so no corpses or anything? There are no corpses. Nothing in this room at all. Uh, Look around and inspect. Okay. Uh, Roll uh, perception or investigation for the three of you. If that's what you would like to do. Okay. I'm going for I'm going for perception. Oh no, that's a seven. Okay. Soft twenty. Soft twenty. So many dirty twenties on here Fantastic. So good. It fits. <laughs> it's it's so fitting. It's beautiful. We never are like this in our game. I do. Yeah, you do. Of course <laughs> you do. All right. So what did you get, Clove? Or are you inspecting or investigating? Uh, I'll investigate, and um, uh, that is a 15. Okay. So, Tomo and Clove, you do, you get, like, a really bad stench. It smells like something is rotting. What do you do? Um. Uh, you said a soft 20 for you, Tomo, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll say for you, at least, you know the general direction of where the smell is coming from. It's coming from what you would have the equivalent of like an oven would be at the far end of the 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 room. An oven and a like like smell. like it's it's what the fantasy equivalent of like an oven would be. It's a flesh smell coming from the oven. That's not fun. Hey, go to open. You go to open it. Oh, with in. I want I want to try to open it with my staff. Your staff. Okay. And it's like, you pull on the door. There is a head. Fuck. On the inside, it's the head of a boy. And the boy is saying, Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Over and over and over. Tim, Tim? You feel the ground shake again. <laughs> Names have power, guys. And behind Clove and Vermin, surprise round. (gasps) Clove, Vernon, no. No, that's so mean. Both of you get hit from the back. Uh, uh, Nope, not 2d6. Uh, Clove, you take three points of damage. Okay. 
Vermin, you take six. Okay. Oh. Um, and you both see two skeletons come from the closet door that was sitting right next to the door that led into the kitchen. Uh, and I need the three of you to now roll initiative against two skeletons. Right. Skeleton in the closet. Uh, eight. Okay. Twelve. I rolled shit. <laughs> You're gonna think I'm full of crap, but I will send pictures if I have to. Yeah, what'd you get? Another nat 20. Okay, that's fine. Alright, so go ahead and go first. Go ahead and go first. They are five feet away from you. Okay, and Clove is with me, right? Clove is standing right there next to you, yes. I'm gonna cast Sanctuary on her again. Perfect. Yeah. Thank I'm you. taking this uh, bodyguard role very seriously. <laughs> okay. All right. So do you do anything else? Yeah. You know what? I, I will. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, which one's closest to... They're both standing side by side, so you could technically hit either one of them. Okay. I'll have Ray of Sickness. Okay. On the one standing in front of Clove. Cool. And... Uh, that is a 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. Oh, crap. 2d8. Let me make sure I actually have 2d8 out. And I'm going to need to make a constitution saving throw. Cool. Uh, before I make the roll, what's the damage? Uh, 12 points. Okay, that one's dead. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, you see the skeleton fall to the ground and turn into a pile. Uh, but uh, as a free action, I need you to roll me a perception check. Okay. That's a 13. 13? Okay. As it falls to the ground, you can see that there's like inscribings on the bones themselves. And the bones that you just shattered and had hit the floor are vibrating. They're moving still. Even though it's dead, it's still moving. Okay. So uh, what was Clove's and uh, Tomo's role? Uh, for initiative? Yes. I didn't hear before. Eight? And twelve. Twelve? Okay. So Tomo, you are next. So there's one skeleton standing? There is one standing... Uh, the skeleton from you is roughly about 15 feet away from you and it's at the door. And if you try to attack, uh, where they're standing at right now, you for sure will have disadvantage because of vermin and clove being at the doorway in front of them. Um, okay. I have disadvantage anyway, because they catch it. You do. So it'd be like super disadvantage. It would be that, uh, in this case, it would be that you would roll with disadvantage, and then I would give you a minus, uh, I think it's a minus two to your roll. Um, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna move in to Vernon and Clove. Okay. If one of them were to move on their next turn, you will be able to attack them regularly. But if you attack this turn, you will be, it will be disadvantage minus two on your attack roll. Can I move, Clove? You, I would say that you can do as a free action 
to move Clove if you would like, but I would make you roll a strength check to see if you could do so. If I fail a strength check, pick up a mouse, I'm going to be very upset. Uh? So I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to pick up this mouse. Okay. I really hope I don't fail this. Me too, I bro. I, <laughs> my limbs are too weak. I had to chuckle quite hard. Uh, 13? 13, yep, you successfully are able to move Clove to the left of you, and you can now attack the last skeleton uh, with just a regular attack. It's still disadvantaged because of the unlucky feature, but you do not have the minus two. Okay, so I'm going to take a thwack at it. All right. With my quarterstaff. Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, I rolled a, a nat 20 and a 7. Okay, all right, so it is dead. It's straight up dead. And it does that same thing where that when it falls to the ground, it's, st it's still moving, it's vibrating, but it's not doing anything else, and you can see the inscribes form on the bones. Uh, and now is the layer action. I need each of you to make dexterity saving throws, please. Oh. Ten. Okay. Come on, Dex. Dexter's lab. Eighteen. Okay. Oh, that one off the laptop. That's a nine. Okay. So Clove and Vermin, both of you fall to the ground as the ground starts to shake again. You are now prone. And uh, because uh, Tomo was successful with the roll, I need you to roll me either an insight or a perception check, please, good sir. 14. 14? Okay. So as the ground shakes, you can hear behind you the head is moving. You turn around and see the head is floating in midair. And it's got a green aura around it, like greenish blackish aura. Uh, and the skeletons that were just sitting there that are, were that you thought were dead merge together and become a minotaur skeleton. Oh, <laughs> <Christ>. fuck you. <laughs> uh, the minotaur skeleton did roll one point higher than clove. And it's going to attack Tomo for that rolled on the floor. So that does not count. Uh, does a 16 hit? It does not. Okay. All right. So you see as this Minotaur takes his first swing and tries to hit you with one of the long swords and hits to the side of you, takes the second swing, uh, I believe a 19 would hit you. It will hit. Okay. So this one will hit you for six points of damage. So the second long sword swings at you and hits you and grazes the side of your arm and puts a nice little nick on your arm. Uh, but that is the Minotaur's turn. Uh, Clove, for All now right. to you. And you are prone. Okay. Uh, that is fine. Um, um, um. Uh, you know what? Oldie but a goodie. Let's cast a thunder wave. Cool. So it needs to make a constitution save. Yeah, that's what I was trying to wait for. Was it, it was Dex or Con? I couldn't remember. Oh, that is a nat one. So 
Seven points of damage. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, you see as this skeleton minotaur, it takes the thunder wave and it does that cartoonish thing again where it starts to shake and kind of like act like that it's being zapped. Uh, is that your turn? Um, how is it within melee range of me? It is within five feet of you. So yes. Um, okay. Give me two seconds. Cause I sure. think I have something that I can do for this exact, um, scenario. Okay. But, uh, let me see real quick. Um, yep. I'm gonna run away. Cool. You do that. Um, so the head is last on the initiative and I am going to cast. What do I want to cast? I am going to cast acid splash and I'm going to have each of you because you're within five feet of each other. Make another dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, Eleven. Nat 20. Seven. Okay, so, uh, Clove, what did you get? Because I couldn't hear you just now. 11. 11, okay. So, uh, Clove and Vermin, you both fail. You are going to take four points of damage each, acid damage. And Tomo, you take nothing. Uh, that is the four. four yes. Uh, that is the end of the head's turn. We're back at the top of the order. Vermin, you are prone. What do you do? Muted. Hopefully, get... he is muted. He's muted. Oh, I just now noticed. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was unmuted. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I was over here saying, oh, I guess I got to get up. Yes, yes. And uh, that is a four. I don't think I'll be getting You do not time. get up. Denied. You do not get up. Uh, that is the end of your turn. Uh, it is now Tomo. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna attack the big dude. Okay. Now, remember, you have disadvantage. <laughs> I know. Fuck. <laughs> bullshit. Okay, uh does a twelve hit? Um actually it does. Okay, cool. So and I have to do a one D four, right? It's a one D four plus whatever your uh additional modifier is. Oh sick, max damage eight. Eight? Okay, cool. Are you going to do uh unarmed strike as well, or are you going to do Flurry of Blows. Uh, I can, hold on, I can do something with Flurry of Blows. Let's so look at it real quick. Do thingy. Mm, where is it? It's where I can do some cool shit. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to do an unarmed attack. Okay. Flurry of Blows. Sure. All right, save you hit. Dice, give me. On it. Get. Mm. What'd you get? So stupid. <laughs> got a nat one. 
Oh, well, it's just cringe as fuck. Uh, I hate to tell you this, bud, but uh, there's a special thing that I have for if you happen to roll a nat one with the Minotaur. Oh, cool. Uh, so I have to see if I hit though. So that's the good news. This is so cringe. So <laughs> I take a short nap in between combat. I did roll a nat twenty. Fuck you. Uh, so you are going to take two d six. You take six points of damage from a double slash. And I now need you to make a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. 14. Okay, you do not get pushed down. So you are not prone. All right. So it is the layer action. You feel the shake again. And I need uh, Tomo to make a regular dexterity saving throw. And I need uh, Clove and vermin to make constitution saving throws. 21. You said what kind of save? Constitution, please. Oop. Uh. <laughs> 10. Your roll? Uh, 18. 18? Okay. So 10 on the uh, clove. What was the deck save? 21. Okay. So you managed to stay up, Tomo. Uh, Clove, you're going to take damage. And you're going to take... I gotta find the right dice for this. Because... As my friend Mayhem would say, unprepared DM. There it is. You take one point of damage... Uh, you feel as the floor beneath you starts to crack and you kind of run your arm through one of the cracks and it nicks you a little bit, kind of like a um, like a splinter really bad. Uh, but you take the one point of damage and uh, Vermin, you are safe. You did not take any damage this turn. Good, because I'm on like seven. <laughs> All right, so uh, Clove, it's over to you and you are okay. still prone all right i can be prone and cast a spell i'm gonna cast thunderclap cool go for it uh, uh i need a con save yeah i'm gonna know that is a 15 does that save Prob fucking yes okay all right so do i take half damage or is it nope it's a cantrip okay gotcha all right so i take nothing Fantastic. All right, back over to the head. The head is going to cast. I want to make this fun. Uh, I'm going to cast Hideous Laughter on Tomo. Mm. So I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please, good sir. Okay, you're playing to my strengths. Thank you. Set now. What'd you roll? That's a 15. 15? Okay, you did pass. So nothing happens. So you're good. All right. That is the head's turn. I am unbeatable. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vermin, we are back over to you. You are still prone. Let's try this again. Perfect. That's a four. 
you are still down. Uh, we go over to Tomo. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this advantage sucks. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to... So I'm going to attack the dude again. Okay. With my staff. Sure. I'm not using this punk-ass red dice because it keeps screwing <laughs> me over. So, okay. Okay. So I rolled a 13 as my lowest. That's a 19. Okay. That does hit. Okay. So 24. Wow. Max damage again, 8. Okay. All right. So you see as the Minotaur collapses in on itself, and this time it turns into dust, the head behind you goes back into the oven, and the oven door closes, and you're now out of initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to go check on Clove. Okay. Um, you good? You okay? Did we just kill that lady's son? Oh, unless the son was the Minotaur, then I don't think so. Good. He's, I think he's still in there when they point to the oven. Okay. Can I get up? Uh, you can get up, yes. Okay. Was that what I think it was? A head? Uh, I'm thinking more of a D word. I don't know. I've only read about them before in uh, alchemical studies, but it kind of reminded me of a demi-lich. I don't know what that is. I, I've found hardly found any details on them either. They're typically just floating heads, so that's my best guess. Uh, so that's probably the sun. So let's maybe not go in that yet. So we know he's here. But should we tell her that we found him? Yes. Yeah, like that? I don't know if that's the best bet. But we promised that we'd find him, and we did. We can't lie. That's true. And there's no point in lying about it. I don't see how that would hurt her. Found her. Okay, but I, I hope she don't turn on us or anything. You still have yet to find the husband. Yeah, the, the husband's going to be the worst one. I already have a feeling. I feel like the husband or the daughter is going to be like real bad. So you technically still have two rooms they have yet to explore. One of them is the door is shut. The other one is the what you assumed is the library. Oh man, I'm scared, y'all. We we it's fucking midnight. We said library last, so let's go to the unopened one. Okay. Okay. Well, how's everyone feeling? I'm okay, actually. I'm not gonna be stupid. I'm gonna cast fucking healing word on myself. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of up the creek. I've used all my spell slots. Nine hit points back. I am back up to full. Fantastic. You get on a short rest, uh, Vermin. You get anything on a short rest? Just my hit dice. Damn. Well. So, which room would you like to explore, or would you like to take a short rest? Um, what, what you look? What you looking like, Vernon? I have seven HP. Don't you have a healing potion? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, All three of you have potions that you have yet to use. I know. Yeah, I know. your rainbow potion and my uh, resistance. Yeah, I'm saving mine. Same. Actually, <laughs> if we want to take a short rest, I'll trade potions with you, Vermin. That sounds alright to me. Because okay. potion of vitality might be helpful if we take a short rest. 
if you drink it before? Yes. No. All right, That's so right. we're gonna say that the three of you managed to kind of take a small, short rest in this kitchen. Uh, the two people that had the unlucky feature no longer have it. Yeah, uh, it is now gone. Uh, you can roll any hit dice that you may wish to do, uh, and uh, see how much you get back. I give, I trade ver, I give Vermin the potion of vitality. Okay, that's it's one d eight, right? Uh, it's whatever yours is. You can to... roll up to forty-eight if you're. Level yeah, you. Four. Yeah, at level four, you can do forty-eight if you want, but you don't have to use all four right now if you don't want to. Can I use one? Okay. Five. All right. You gain five back. No oh boy, I'm back up to twenty. Beautiful. All right. So. I love that uh, you didn't drink the potion of vitality when I gave it to you. When it would have been helpful. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Potion of vitality. You regain nothing. You know, you didn't use it. Okay, <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> you take the potion back? Yes, you didn't use it. I see that you didn't use it. I'm, a, I'm close a little offended. <laughs> um... Alright, so the three of you do get your rest. Uh, you still, again, have two rooms you have yet to explore. Do you go to the library, or do you go to the unknown room? The unknown, because we said library last, right, Tomo? Yes, we did say library last. Okay. Yeah. You said library last. Alright, so you get to the closed door, and you open it up, and it's another set of stairs leading down. And the room... The the stairway down is dark. There's no light coming out from down there. Do any of us have dark vision? Uh, yeah. I don't know if Mouse Wolf do. Let's see. I don't think Pandarians do. I do not either. <laughs> How does a squirrel have dark vision but a mouse doesn't? I ask the wiki. <laughs> Alright, so do you guys go down? Yeah, I'm still on Tomo's shoulder now. <clears throat> I, I hopped back on. Okay. The three of you go down, and it's a 60-foot set of stairs. So you go 60 feet down, Jesus. and you come down to another door. This door is not like any of the others, though. It's completely metal. There are two chains that hang from each corner, kind of like an X formation, but there's no lock. Hmm. Well, I have a... Um... I checked my gear. I have a torch. Okay. Tinderbox. I'm going to light one of those up. Okay. You can see just fine now. All right. Excellent. What if now this is just a shot in the dark? What if I put the book up against the chains? Do you do that? I will attempt, yes. The chains melt away. <gasps> Magic. And the door is now accessible to you. Why aren't you guys this smart in my campaign? Because <laughs> it's funny. Do you go through the metal door? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm on Tomo's shoulder. Where he goes, I go. Okay. Correct. Plus, I'm pretty okay. sure he's going to like fucking hurt my character again. She tries to hop off. Okay. Honestly, Vermin can get on Tomo's shoulders as well. I would appreciate that. Alrighty. Cool. So I have one. I have a squirrel on one shoulder, mouse on the other. Cool. 
The three of you go through the room. The room is barren, except for one thing at the end of the room. It's a tomb. Above the tomb, you see... Oh, it's the daughter. You see something rather odd. You see, here lies Kovac, father to two. Oh, knew it. Husband, father, leader. Leader of what? Clove and vermin. As soon as you see that, I need you to roll a perception check. Damn it. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. 17. Uh, 18. Okay. You see a sword pierce straight through the heart of Tomo. Oh, what? Tomo is now dead. What? You fall to the ground and you look behind you and there are three figures. Holy shit, it's the Two of them are cloaked and one of them is Kovac. Kovac has is standing there with a smile on his face. Oh, it's Kovac and his fucking kids, isn't it? Kovac looks at the two of you and says, well done. Thank you for reminding me how easy it is to manipulate arrogant fools. The two individuals with the cloaks on take their cloaks off. You see two vampiric dwarves. The two the two vampiric dwarves immediately lunge for vermin and devour every last drop of his blood. We were just trying to help. What do you mean? I just wanted to help. You then clove. Here's somebody coming down the stairs. You look to the end of the stairs in your frightful state, and it's a dragonborn with another black cloak. Fucking. He looks at you and says, hold on on this one. I want to have fun. Can I smoke some dank kush? <laughs> Can I light a blunt? Uh, <laughs> you're eight years old, do you know how? Yes, I've seen it happen. I'm going to allow you to do that one final act if you wish. Um. What color would you like to smoke before I tell you what happens with this dragonborn? This cringe as fuck. You know what? Just for fun, let's do purple. Purple? Okay. I want my last words to be blaze it. Okay. <laughs> let's see what happens. Fuck you. You got a good roll. Now I have to find my wild joint surge table. This is so funny. We were just trying to help that lady find her husband and kids. And they're uh, like, well, we manipulated you. Fuck you. We were trying to be helpful people. I didn't even get a chance to live. You, you're alive. You I'm about died. to die. I'm about I didn't have a chance to, to say anything. It's Hergus Burgess part two. <laughs> Straight up. Fuck. Hey, I'm working on bringing Hergus back. I know. I'm not coming back from this one. Oh, that's the That's the wrong side. Hold up. This is beyond cringe. Rip Kung Fu Panda. Straight up, you, you killed Poe. It's not Poe, that's copyright. It's Tomo. Okay. You mean Walmart Poe? Okay. Are you ready for this? Sure. You are the luckiest 
son of a bitch <laughs> I have ever met. Would you like to know what happens as you yes, smoke this joint? I would joint? love to know what happens as I smoke this joint. You now have the ability to choose two people, two creatures, that have died within no. a certain period of time. No way. You get a true resurrection, <laughs> but, but they are resurrected in a different plane. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll die. I'll save them. I resurrect Vermin and Tomo. Tomo and Vermin. You feel as the two of you. Yeah, fuck you both. <laughs> start to slowly come to life. You feel as your spirits are returning. You can breathe. You, you get that. <gasps> but as you do so, you wake up in a different plane. You don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on. But to go back to our good friend Clove. Yeah. The dragonborn walks to you. Yeah. And looks at you. I need you to roll me an insight or perception check Which as he comes. Perception is better. Perception? Cool. Um, that is a 16. On his cloak, you see a familiar sigil. It's the sigil of the poachers. You know the poachers as to be your mortal enemy group. These are the people that you despise more than all other people in the existence of the world. He has a wry smile on his face and says, This is going to be fun. The last thing that you hear is the screams of an innocent child. And that is where we will end our session. It's okay. I saved my friends. I saved my friends. I'm so upset. I saved my friends, y'all. I hate you. Your campaign, this one shot sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a dick, Jacob. You're not invited back to our get to be. I don't think you have that choice. I don't, but I'm just saying it out of anger. You know what, Jacob? I literally saved your character's ass. I'm not going to lie. The fact that you did the wild joint surge and you got that fucking lucky on that roll, this now gives an opportunity that I did not expect for these two characters to return. So you never know. Y'all, I can't believe that just happened because, holy shit, I've never been so lucky in my life. How the fuck did that happen? Also, That's... look at this. Stop flexing your money. <laughs> All right, guys. Fucking Google Hangout. Uh, that is the end of our session. Thank holy you guys so much for listening in to this one shot with my wonderful friends here from Chaos Crits. Uh, would you like to say any final words? Yeah, you know what? I'm happy with how it ended because you know what? I saved my homies. I smoked some dank ass kush. And you know, I got really fucking lucky. So it's, you know, all in all, that was incredible. Uh, Iconic, yo. (laughs) I saved Kung Fu Panda and his squirrel. Um, Uh, Moth, you have anything to say? I am kind of salty because that makes us like the world's worst bodyguards. Yeah, we totally was. 
Uh, I was hoping you guys would go to the library because the library is where you would have gotten the most information, but you said, let's wait until the end. And I was like, this is beautiful. Cause that's suspicious <laughs> as hell. Come on. Watch the library. Just not be anything like super horrible. That would have sucked ass. But um, you know, I'm happy with how it ended. I think, I think it worked out pretty well in the end. Well, I'm going to give some final thoughts. Uh, please go check out Chaos Crits at twitch.tv slash chaos crits. Uh, go follow them on Twitter as well. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode or hated this episode, uh, please leave a review and let us know. Uh, we all know how Jacob feels because uh, he was trolled and he died <laughs> and came back to life. <laughs> you know what? My friend, Jacob's going to get trolled next session too in my campaign. So. Well, you're going to kill but, back to life in a different universe? Well, no, I'm going to kill your baby fucking Chimera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. All right, guys. Peace out. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. And guys, Bye. stay dirty. Bye. Bye.